Well, hey there, and welcome back to the show. So even though I was diagnosed with ADHD over 20 years ago, I continue to discover different ways my ADHD has impacted me throughout my life. And that includes masking, people-pleasing, and perfectionism. Now, during this episode of the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast, Kim Gross and I shine the light of awareness on the patterns of people-pleasing and perfectionism that are actually common with ADHD. We talk about what people-pleasing and perfectionism looks like and why we do it. We talk about noticing when our kids have masks on and how to change the people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns in families. We also talk about using her power pathways to change the pattern of people-pleasing and perfectionism. Now, Kim Gross is the host of the popular podcast, Masks Off, and is a champion for helping people find out exactly who they are behind the masks they wear. She helps people awaken themselves by guiding them to undo patterns, stop living for others, shift their mindset, and start healing. So be sure to check out my interview on her podcast titled Unmasking Your Authentic Self, Why wearing the happy mask can hold you back. I'll put the link to the interview in the show notes for you. Now, before we dig in, I wanted to be sure that you've downloaded the free ADHD supports guide I created for you. Honestly, it might be a good idea to have your guide handy each week while you listen to the podcast because it's often so full of tips, tools, practices, and resources to support you on your ADHD journey. And if you haven't already, download the ADHD supports guide at at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. And be sure to follow it all the way to the end because I've included a one-time ADHD reset offer that can only be accessed through the guide. Enjoy the show. And you're listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast with Tracy Nolan Bierman, where we believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories as well as invaluable tips, tools, and practices for managing overwhelm and using your beautiful, unique mind as a superpower. Motherhood with ADHD is the journey of a lifetime. Let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hey, Kim, and welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. It's been a long time coming. We were trying to figure out. It's been over a year, maybe. I mean, we've been going back and forth and, and trying to get this. And it's here. It's here. We're finally doing it. So super excited to have you here. And about to talk about this really important conversation um, that, uh, that I mean, we all struggle with this, but ADHDers, there's a, we'll, we'll get into that, but really have a hard time with this. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Okay. How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> you know, just to, we'll do like a cliff notes version, but, but whatever yeah. you feel is re- relevant to the, um, to the, uh, people pleasing and perfectionism. Okay. So basically in a nutshell, this is my story up until the age of nine, Mm-hmm. I knew how to be in my essence. Mm. I knew how to just be, whether I was playing in the snow or I was playing in the leaves, just being in nature. I was being like inherently who I was. Mm. 
And then when I entered the fifth grade, my teacher had a parent-teacher conversation with my mom. And this is what he said. He said, Kim is a pleasure to have in class, AKA she's a pleaser. Mm. She's a really good girl. Right. But she is not working to her full potential. She's capable of doing, doing, I highlight that word, doing so much more. Right. And it was at that time in fifth grade that I then said, okay, I must need to produce her form and perfect. So I started getting these hundreds on my tests, A's, but more importantly, it was the comments that he put on my paper excellent job so Mm. proud of you so good and that external validation was like endorphin hits cha-ching cha-ching like i wanted more and more and more of that and so that's when i started to really really hone in obviously subconsciously but hone in on if i performed and if i perfected i would get external validation and then somehow that that um defined and determined who i was Mm, and so then from there like i went on to middle school and it got even worse because when i hit middle school and i turned 11 i hit puberty at a very young age Mm -hmm. like i was 11 and one day i was flat as a board skinny as a rail i felt like the next day i woke up and all of a sudden i had these really big boobs big hips i had put on a lot of weight i grew several inches i looked drastically different from my peers Mm -hmm. and that made me feel separate and it made me feel like i was on the outside Mm -hmm. and i was ostracized i was ostracized by the boys for the way that i looked So now I had to dig in even further into how am I going to feel good about myself? How can I feel good? I got to dig in and perform more, Hmm. perfect more, and now please. So it was like, then it was, I started to have all the kids to my house. I started having parties and they would do whatever they wanted. There was like no rules. My, My mom and dad didn't have a lot of rules. So it was like, oh, Kim's house is the house to go to, to have parties. And because I wanted to please, and I wanted to fit in, as Brene Brown says, like we, we try to fit in rather than belong Mm -hmm. at that time. And what I really wanted was just to belong. I didn't want to feel separate and ostracized the way I did for the way I looked. So that's how the, that's the beginning of where the people pleaser and the perfection mask was born for me. Wow. That is uh that is self-awareness right now. There I bet that that did not come overnight. <laughs> it did not come overnight. <laughs> I can tell Damn. you oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, lots of work, lots of inner work and, you know, and that was my mess back then Mm -hmm. and it was for many, many years, but now it's my message, right? Mm -hmm. Like how many people can have a similar story that they can relate to and 
say, oh my God, I felt that way too. And oh my goodness, I, I get into that perfecting. I get into performing because I don't feel good enough just as I am. Right. It's remember like when I was nine and eight and seven kids just playing, like I thought I was okay just the way I was, but I was told from someone on the outside that that's not enough right. to just be, I had right. to do in order to be seen. Because before that I felt I was invisible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is such a great awareness and a message to our moms, myself as well, mm -hmm. right? To be really intentional with my words and the way that I um, encourage my kids, right? That it's not about it's not about me and in and, and that you know what you said too about that potential not living up to the potential or however he said that that's a tough one right that's a that's a that's a tricky one to navigate it's a tricky for 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 moms to how do i say this in a way that's going to support my child but not make them think that something's wrong with them. Yeah, it's a, that's a, it's a really interesting. So I, and I love that you call the mess in the message. As I look back on my entire life, I'm like, oh, how many little messages that I have back there? <laughs> I have a trail. <laughs> yeah, it's a trail. It's a trail of messages. I like, I'd rather call it the message than the mess, but yeah. Yeah. So, yes. um, so we're going to be talking about people pleasing and perfectionism and it's really a difficult thing for those of us with adhd and one of the um one of the reasons is that we tend to be really good chameleons right and exactly what you're talking about right not really like kind of seeing seeing what everybody else is doing and then doing that and for us it's really it's more about we we, we have do, our our brains are aware differently than most of the most of the world right so we are we're always trying to we're trying to fit ourselves into this neurotypical world um when and feeling like a square peg trying to fit into a round hole often right so the having self-awareness you know <laughs> And, and by well-meaning people too, I'm sure that that teacher was really trying yeah. to like saw something amazing in you and was trying to help to unlock it, but in a in a very um, harmful way, you know. And so we get these messages, and those of us with ADHD also tend to internalize everything. There's a thing called RSD, uh, rejection sensitivity dysphoria where whenever we 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 hear a um a, we get we feel we we perceive something as a as a rejection it's like oh my god like there's this is this there's something wrong with my character which leads to perfectionism which leads to people pleasing so can you tell us a little bit more about um about what you know maybe the patterns to look for because we may not even realize we like this is just the way i am it's just the way that i do things but it's helpful to have to to be able to recognize like what are the patterns of people pleasing and perfectionism well first of all i didn't know that about um people with adhd and the rsd mm. so maybe maybe i have it too because 
what you just like what you just named is the underpinning of the people pleaser and the perfectionist mm. more so the people pleaser because the underlying underneath underneath is a fear of being rejected right so i'm going to please i'm going to you use the word be a chameleon mm -hmm. i use the word acquiesce in any way shape or form so that you don't get mad at me right or upset with me and walk away and abandon me or right. walk away and reject me right be upset like the people pleaser hates to have someone another person be upset or disappointed or disapproving oh disappointed like yeah. let me avoid that with a 10-foot pole right, right. do right. not i do not want to disappoint another person and so then the way that manifests and shows up is i always use the example all the time with my husband you know he'll say you want to go out do you want to go out to dinner tonight and i'll say sure let's go out to dinner and he'll want to go for seafood but i really want to go for italian mm -hmm. and rather than having this conflict and this argument i'll just go and say okay we'll have italian mm, or right. we'll have seafood he wants mm -hmm. seafood you know and so we so we please in that way we avoid conflict we avoid confrontation and then on top of it like oh my goodness as the mom when my you know well, I, I don't even want to say when they were little, because even when they were older, I still did it until I knew better. Mm -hmm. When I knew better, I did better. But I would, oh, and this is hard for moms because mm -hmm. it's kind of in part, we're nurturers, right? We're nurturers and almost by nature, we're caretakers. Right. So this one's really hard, but I would always put the needs of my kids and other people ahead of my own needs. So Absolutely. I would self-sabotage mm -hmm. myself. Right. And I watched and witnessed my mom do that my whole life growing up. Mm -hmm. She would just utterly exhausted by the end of every day where she just like collapsed on the couch because she had spent the whole day running around, taking care of everyone and you know putting everyone else's wants, needs and desires ahead of her own right like self-care plan no no way i love what you're bringing up here too is because that's a pattern right it's something that you subconsciously you know i like to say as if like kids learn things from their parents as if by osmosis right it's not by what they're saying it's about how they're mm -hmm. being right how they're being in the world so um yeah i think that's a really important point so and 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 coming to it with love and compassion for ourselves too, right? Yes. You know, okay, so yes. that was me and I did do that and I did the same. My kids are my kids are teens now. It's been a long journey with, you know, of my self growth and and um and understanding and you know, kids just kind of break you open. Um but they're a they're an, an amazing opportunity to practice yes. self the, the people pleaser, right? Or not when you're aware. Yes. Yes, and that's where that um, proverbial saying that they use on the airplanes, put your oxygen mask on, on before assisting others. Right. You, we hear it every time we fly, but the truth is we really do because 
we are not going to be useful to our kids or anyone else if we are completely depleted. If our tank is empty, it's going to be really difficult. Right. And for me, my big wake up call to the whole people pleaser was when I had my first child, I was in, I was like 31, 32, and I was diagnosed with an auto, an autoimmune disease. Mm. And I was like sick all the time. My kids were little, you know, they were little. So I knew that if I was going to be, a, be of any use to them, I had to do something very different in my life. I had to start putting my oxygen mask on. So I had to say, you know what? I have to go exercise now. Even though you want or need something, I need to work out or I need to go rest or I need to do blah, 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 because I have to nourish myself so that I can be there and show up for you. Right. And that is so hard for a people pleaser to do. Yeah. Right. And then on top of it, you add the the double edged sword of the perfectionist. Like I wanted to be a perfect mom. I just wanted to be able to do everything perfectly, show up for them in every way, shape or form. And I couldn't look now I had a disease like and I was on the couch at times and couldn't even take care of my kids. Mm -hmm. Talk about like, oh, my God, I'm not being a perfect mom, but Here's the antidote and you said it. Here's the antidote for the perfectionist. Mm -hmm. And that is to start to cultivate a practice where you can have grace and compassion for yourself. And that. be aware of that inner dialogue, that inner critic that is incessant. That's what the perfectionist has. Mm -hmm. It's this barrage of pressure right. to be more, be more, do more, be a human doing, be a human doing, not a human being. And that's what goes back to my story at the age of 10. Like before that, I was just being, just right. being me. And then I learned I had to do in order to be okay in the world. Right. And when you talked about, I got full body chills on it when you said this, when you talked about you know, how we can show up differently as parents for our kids. And you mentioned that you have teenagers. Mm -hmm. What I'm what I'm having a new vision of doing with masks off is, I mean, I'll still have my podcast masks off, but taking masks off and going and talking to parents, mm -hmm. talking to teachers right. and teaching them, first of all, to be aware when they're when they're looking at their child slash students mm -hmm. and being aware of when they start to put the masks on because oh, they're still right. young so maybe we can help them if oh, we're aware I love that kim to take the mask off or prevent them from even putting it on right that's so brilliant i love talking that to right. parents and teachers go into schools and talk to students like so that they can be aware of the patterns what does it look like to be a perfectionist or a people pleaser or what does it look like when you're putting a mask on and what does it feel and look like to be your true self right right and you know and how does that feel right i mean that that yeah. that awareness you know that that that's a tricky one with um with uh with kids too the the uh, but 
who asks our kids that, you know, how does it really, how does it feel when you have the mask on? How does it feel when you have the mask off? Right. I mean, it's all. The, the, I certainly didn't do it with my kids. Right. Right. I and, did and not do that with my kids when they were. Right. It, yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's not easy. Even with the awareness that I have, I've been on the yoga mat for over 30 years at this point. So I've studied all kinds of different modalities and energy healing and like all kinds of different things. I am still learning every day you know, how to be myself with the mask off um, as yeah. well as, um, as uh, you know, helping my kids. Cause I have a 14 year old perfectionist and it's really hard to witness and i am struggling with that how and 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 she's very she's a capricorn and i i i i i don't know but what i understand is capricorns are very firm in the way that they do things and grounded and that's just the way that's her way i know i know better at this point that i can't push her into doing things yeah which is heartbreaking like just last week i'm like you could have gone to this audition even if you this is what you want She's like i know but I, I i i'm not good enough yet like oh ouch it sounds like me yeah right yeah well and you said it right because we when we were kids we learned by watching our parents and our kids are learning by watching us as well so right. there's that osmosis piece like you said but the difference is is that you do have an awareness i have an awareness we know there is a different way and one of the things you said earlier was like it's that balance so tricky like if if we don't hold them kind of accountable if we don't call out their potential then what if they end up being lazy what if they end up not doing anything what if they end up being homeless on the streets because they don't blah 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 and let me tell you I used to go down that path yeah. with my daughter in school. Like she's in college. She's in her last year of college. And if she put off like a paper to the end, procrastinate. And that also, by the way, procrastination mm -hmm. is another uh, symptom sign of the perfectionist. Mm, okay. Procrastinating. When we procrastinate because we put it off, put it off, put it off. And when she would procrastinate, I, my mind would go to, oh my God, she's going to fail out of college. She's going to end up with no job. She's going to, oh. so he, that's all BS. It's right. not going to happen because the truth is, the truth of the matter is that when we are allowed to be our true selves, when we're allowed and we can relax in our true nature, mm -hmm. we are going to create mm -hmm. and we are going to show up amazing in the world way more amazing than coming from the space of the head right. or the mind of i have to be perfect i have to be perfect i have to get this right i have that's another symptom or sign of the perfectionist is that i have to get it all right mm -hmm. everything right and perfectly and i have to have it done yesterday right there's no learning curve there's no growth curve a perfectionist feels like I got to get it done perfectly all in a neat box right right, <laughs> right away <laughs> with no grace no compassion but and so when you're coming from that energy in that space it's no wonder that your daughter feels like she can't go to the audition because she's not enough because that's what right. the messaging is i'm not good enough i'm not good enough i'm not mm -hmm. good enough 
Mm -hmm. When we can do the healing and come from our true self, come from our essence, let me tell you something. We can create like none other. Mm, I love that. That is we so just beautiful. Don't, we don't trust it. Right. We just don't trust it. We don't right. trust ourselves. We don't trust that process, which is why we go into wearing the mask of perfection. Mm, right, right, right. You know, as you're talking about this perfectionist and the procrastination, the the uh, the, the patterns or the the uh, the signs of perfectionism, and um, having to get it all right. So I am. I've been a coach for seven. When did I? I? I think it was 2016 when I got my certification. Um, and so the way that I was teaching, I was teaching kind of at an upper level, right? Like at the level where I was after you know. 25 years of of um of being on this journey right so yeah. i realized that oh i mean there were in my clients were getting amazing results but i was giving it to them at a higher level so i realized that i needed to kind of have like a base like once you have these mm -hmm. things in 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 place these supports i call them adhd supports once you, once you have these eight these adhd supports in place in all areas of life then like the sky's the limit you can go anywhere but anyway so i'm in the process right now of creating this adhd supports course and the perfectionism kim is through the roof i'm like i've done this work i know it doesn't have to be perfect and just yeah. but there's still this this you know because patterns are tricky patterns are tricky to yeah. to reroute right but um but so as you're saying this i'm like god it doesn't have to be perfect it just needs to be out there i'm not helping the people who need to be helped or who are seeking this kind of support if it's sitting here you know in my head or i mean i'm working on it right but it's not out yet so anyway thank you for that that little reminder Welcome. and also um so kim and i um we've had this this interview scheduled for um for a while now and in my head it was at 1 p.m and so I had just gone and taken my shower and because sometimes it, it's just the way the day was. I took my shower. I thought that I had 50 minutes, five zero minutes before Kim and I got on. And then I realized Kim sent me a beautiful, lovely little message. Are we still on? And I was like, oh, no, it was at noon. That perfectionist. Oh, my gosh. I didn't finish putting on my makeup and I didn't have my questions ready. Da, 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 da. I wasn't ready. Right. So anyway, it was a perfect example of, OK, here I am. Here I am. I'm not completely ready. I'm not completely. I didn't do my all. I do some energetic stuff and to to be ready. But honestly, and what you're saying is when we when we let go of the perfectionist, then we can be our authentic selves. And guess what? And I know this from from having the show is that when I am real and raw and authentic it makes for a much much better interview or um or lesson or whatever it might be so anyway that's just a little side note of little ahas that i had when you were talking about the perfectionist so thank you oh you're welcome 100 percent. and also i'll just add in the 
people pleaser too, because you were worried like, oh, is she going to be mad that I messed right? it up? Oh like, no, I can... disappointed somebody. Oh no. It's like the worst thing that yeah. I could do in my life is to disappoint somebody, right? I do it all the time, but no, you know, I mean, my kids, you know, we disappoint people, Yeah. but sometimes in my mind, yes, as the people happen. pleaser, oof, don't want to disappoint yeah. anyone, right? Yeah. You so the whole package with people, please. The whole yeah, package. It a- and it was beautiful because it's allowing for such a great example for your audience to see both masks at play. And I want to just like ditto and say to you that I also can come from that same space. Like I've been working on a signature talk for a while now. Like you said, you were trying to work on your course. Right. And I've been working on the signature talk. I, I hired a coach. I worked with her. I actually worked with my business coach on it. I had the outline all the way, all the important points of the signature talk. And every time I delivered it, it was horrible mm-hmm. because I was trying to memorize. Right. I was trying to make sure I hit the right points. I was trying to make sure that it looked a certain way, mm-hmm. that it came off like perfectly. I was so in my head with that talk, it was terrible. Mm. It was terrible. And I finally, when I, when I took my own medicine and realized I need to take the elevator from my head down into my heart mm, and just right. drop in and just be myself and just speak from the heart. It comes out perfect. And then it comes out beautifully. I don't want to use the word perfectly, beautifully the way it's meant to, because then I am being authentic, then it is real. And then it is, people are able to connect more because now I'm really speaking from my heart rather than trying to make it look a certain way or trying to get the audience to like me. There's my, so I'm pleasing and perfecting. And when I was practicing that talk, yeah, I want to make sure everyone likes my talk. So I got to make it perfect. Right. Right. It doesn't right. work. Yeah. Doesn't you know, work. I, um, I did something similar. I, I held a workshop. It's a bit, it's a workshop that I'd been holding for, I mean, I don't even know how I'd, I'd held the workshop for at least maybe 10 times in the past. And this particular time I forgot my PowerPoint. I like to have a PowerPoint <laughs> for my ADHD mind to help me, to help me remember, right. Forgot the PowerPoint. And I was like, okay, here we go. Or something. So, yeah. I, I don't know how, what happened, but I didn't have the PowerPoint. And I had a, um, I had a client in there who had been to others and she was like, you know what? That was the best one yet. She's like, you, yeah. you, you were on it, you were in it and it wasn't. Yeah. So just interesting. And so we're talking about business and coaching and that kind of a thing. But this is in our lives too. You know, like how do we, can we, can we leave that? I mean, I'm, I'm uh, more on the natural side, so I can leave the house like kind of, you know, running a brush through my hair. But it used to be that I had to look a certain way, even to go to the grocery store. Or how am I going to look in, um, in, uh, I used to walk up to pick up my kids at school, you know? Okay. How do I, what am I wearing? Am I just so interesting to, to like take that, um, observer view of who the hell cares, right? First of all. People really don't care. What is it that that saying? Like, if you only knew how much people didn't really care or didn't yes. really think of yeah. you, you know, I can't remember who who yes. said that, but but I but, think I have something right here. 
um, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how seldom they do. Right. And that's by Ellen. That's by Eleanor Roosevelt. That's so it. Because I love her. So I absolutely love her. Yeah, she you was wouldn't brilliant. worry so much about what others think if you realize how seldom they do. They really don't because they're all in their own heads right. worrying about if other people are judging them. So they're, they don't have time to judge us because they're worried about being judged. Right. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> when you think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, you were talking, you were talking about so when we take the masks off of the people pleasing and taking the masks off of the perfectionism, can you speak a little bit into that? Cause, and we're going to talk about that, about masking on your, um, on your show, but just a yes. little bit about what that looks like, because masking is another thing that's really, uh, very, very common with people with ADHD. Cause we don't really know ourselves. We're trying, we've been trying mm. our whole entire lives to fit in to this world. That's not set up for people like us. Right. So we don't, a lot of times we really just don't know who we are. So what does it mean to take the masks off? So, well, first of all, you have said it before in this interview that that masks are an, another way of saying patterns, right? Masks are a metaphor for patterns. These are patterns that we have and we have developed over a lifetime. So really it's about unhooking from these patterns, unhooking from these masks or unmasking. And it's about going in and for me, it really is about doing the inner work. It's about healing and coming back to that place of really owning and stepping into my sovereignty. Mm, right. Right. Because if we go back to that example of when I was nine, I knew then when I was playing in the snow or in the leaves and I was just being, I knew who I inherently was as a person. It wasn't until someone on the outside told me that I, it wasn't enough to be just be. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So I have a, I have a process. It's a five-step process. It's called the power pathway. And the first thing is to become aware of the patterns, because if we're not aware, right. we don't see the people pleasing. We don't see the perfecting or any other mask we put on. We're not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to be able to be aware and then the second step is about owning it's owning it and not being a victim because we i we all can go into this blaming well it's my mom's fault or my husband made me do this or it's this one or that one that's why i'm pleasing and it's because of my teacher in fifth grade that i'm perfecting okay right. maybe that's where it started but it's now up to me mm. to take ownership and to decide to do something about it. Right. I can't change people, places, or things. I only have control over myself. Mm. So if I'm stuck, caught in these patterns, I'm the only one who's going to be able to do anything about it. Right. So that's like owning. Well, then, okay, what do I do about it then? Now that I know and I've owned it, now what? So now it's about having the willingness when the pattern comes up and I see like you just did at the beginning, you saw how, oh my God, you know, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. Right. It's like, okay, pause. There's my perfection mask. There's my people pleasing mask in the moment. And it's about pausing and going in 
and having the willingness to say, okay, I feel like a little bit embarrassed. I feel like I just might be disappointing you. I feel ashamed because I messed up on the time. I thought it was, I thought it was one, it's not 12 and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where you bring in the embrace ease for embracing. That's where you bring in the grace mm-hmm. and the compassion mm-hmm. and say, it's okay. We're not meant to be perfect. And sometimes it is deeper because I'm going to put this caveat to this, that for some people, there's a lot of trauma and it goes very deep, these patterns. So in those cases, working with a therapist, working with a coach, someone to help you with that trauma. Right. So there's that. But then once you're at a certain place and it's just these, it's this power pathway is a repeatable process that I use daily. I use it because my patterns still come up. Yeah. Those layers of the iron will continue to come up until the day we die. The thing that is different is that we will catch it more quickly. Mm -hmm. We'll see it more quickly and we'll have a way of going in and just neutralizing the energy of it right because that's all it is it's just a pattern it's just a thought it's just the belief the truth is that we are inherently good we are inherently worthwhile we're not going back to what's the root underneath the people pleaser or underneath the perfectionist or any mask what is the root is that we don't feel good enough so we have to put a mask on we have to wear a mask to show up in the world mm. because showing ourselves is not okay. We don't feel safe to do that. Right. So when we have this process that we can go through over and over again and remind ourselves, no, I am like freaking worthy. I am valuable. I am worthy. It's just a pattern. It's right. just, it's just a pattern. And then R is taking radical responsibility and showing up differently in the world. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, then maybe because again, you asked about some of the patterns or some of the characteristics of the people pleaser. And like one is such a difficulty in setting boundaries. Right, right. Like a people pleaser struggles to set boundaries. A people pleaser will say yes to almost everything. Like saying no is so hard. Yeah. So when you get to that place and you've gone through power and you're at that step of our radical responsibility, you're now able to do several things. You're able to set boundaries. You're able to communicate in your relationships in a much different way. Mm -hmm. You're more willing to step outside your comfort zone because you're no longer expecting perfection. So like your daughter who doesn't want to go to the audition would, it would step outside her comfort zone knowing it's okay to be imperfect. Right. You know, and and you could share with her how you just showed up for this podcast. Like at first, you know, it was like, Oh my God, I, I was late. I thought it was supposed to be a different time. I, people pleasing and perfection pattern came right up. You know, that's what we have to do as parents is to help our kids be able to see it. Mm-hmm. There's the only piece, right? If you went and shared that with her, that's owning. you're owning the people pleaser and the perfection in you and sharing with her. It's just human nature. It's okay. Right. Right. 
You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking when I go to get her today and just, oh my gosh, like you would not believe what happened to me today. <laughs> you know? Instead oh, of sitting, because yeah. I, I tend to do this wanting to sit down and teach a lesson or, hey, let's yeah. talk about this now. Now. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for that. You know, when you were talking You're about welcome. the root of why we mask is because we don't feel good enough. Like that just brings tears because I, I, I um, we all know it, right? Am I good enough? And and mm -hmm. here's what here's you know we're good enough because we're here. Like we're human. We were we were gifted this opportunity to be in this human form. Like this is a beautiful gift. Life is a beautiful gift, and of course we're worthy of it. But those the the patterns of and they you know I mean you you keep bringing it up too. There are patterns that run deep grooves in no matter how much work we've done. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that you um, you talked about um, about uh, noticing noticing the pattern. What was it? Um, owning it, right? So mm -hmm. in all of those years, like I said, I've been on this spiritual journey for like over thirty years. Slowly, slowly, you know, peeling back the the uh, the the layers of the onion. onion. Kids completely blindsided me, like a whole other level of growing. And then there was the pandemic, which was a whole other with kids at home, with t with teenagers at home. That was a whole mm -hmm. other opportunity to realize that you know what. I've been doing this work, but I haven't really been doing this work. Like I've been doing it. I've been learning, you know, and it started, it started when I, when I had, when my son was about three years old, that's when I really started. Oh my God. Like I got to do things differently for my kids, but the owning it. Oh, it's my mother's fault. Oh, it's my parents' fault. Oh, it's that, you know, it's this, that I was molested when I was 14. It's his fault. Okay. It was, it's this fault. It's the ADHD fault. It's the, this fault that like, no, I mean, maybe that was like you just said, and I, that's a really important point. Yes. Maybe that's where it began. Okay. Awareness. It's just a fact, right? Or not. It could have, we could have just created it in our heads. But it's just yep. a, it's just a thing. What we do with it is how we experience life. So I just wanted to reiterate that whole thing that you, that I mean that is the, your whole power pathway. That's it. That when when I realized that oh my god I hadn't been owning any of it. It's my husband's fault. Oh, if I didn't have the emergency C-section and you know premature baby, like if I it's because of that, because of that, because of that. No, it's not. It's not because of that. It's because of how I express, you know, how, how I, how I use that. A hundred percent. And trust me, I used to be in victimhood for a long, long time. Right. And I was miserable because of it. And the way that I masked or covered my pain was to eat, like overeat, drink wine, watch TV, you know, just numb out because being a, being a victim and feeling that kind of powerlessness right. is hard, yeah. really, really a hard place to be. And that's why like, I call it the power pathway because by owning now I'm more empowered. I'm empowered now. 
I'm empowered. I step into my sovereignty because I know I am the one who can and will change. Other people may or may not change. Now, what I will say is that as I've owned it and I have changed, I'm seeing the ripple effects on my family in a positive way. I'm seeing the ripple effects. You know, and, and, and your kids are older. So I think that's an important point yeah. too, is that it does not matter. Your kids are always watching you, right? It does not matter always. whether you have little kids and, oh my gosh, I missed the boat. I'm messing up my kids. No, it does not matter where, where you are. And I love that. I love that you can, you can see it mm-hmm. now that you, and it's really cool when you get little glimpses, cause they're not going to tell you, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe yeah. when they're like, you know, adults, like true adults, like out yeah. of college, you know, after 25, whatever, yeah. maybe, maybe they will, maybe they won't. But when you see it, when you witness yeah. it is a really beautiful thing. Well, I will say this, I will be honest and share. So my son is 23 and my daughter's 20. Mm -hmm. My son does not acknowledge that he has seen the change in me or in our family, but he does, he does listen to masks off. So that's one thing. He listens to to your podcast. Awesome. He listens to my podcast, but my daughter does tell me repeatedly Mm -hmm. the growth she has seen in me. Mm. She, she does see it. Mm-hmm. And I can see it rippling in her life and she can see it rippling in her life and she's aware of it and she's 20. So, right. right. And let me tell you, when they were teenagers, it was a rough go. I was not where I am now then. Right. I did not. I didn't have this awareness. I was on a journey, like you said, for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of books. I was just getting into Dr. Shafali at the time mm-hmm. with conscious parenting. Right. And that is really when it was an aha for me about how I was showing up with the kids and that right. that their behavior um, was, or what was happening was more about me than it was about them. Mm. like 95% of the time, however they showed up, it was my projection onto them. Right. Oh, what an awareness, right? I mean, heartbreaking, (laughs) heartbreaking Mm. and empowering. I know. Because you just said, you said by owning it, then you become empowered, right? So owning it, seeing it, oh crap, look what I'm doing. Look what I did. Okay. (laughs) But it's okay. There's no permanent damage, right? I mean, you know, we're not, we can, we can make a different choice in the next moment, in the next moment, you know, and all those little moments add up to, to, uh, to change. You know, my kids, my kids are young, young enough where they don't, they don't really, they haven't seen the change in me, but my husband is like, I, I, I'm amazed and, and like, yeah, let's just hear here, go hire a coach. <laughs> do some more, do some more. Do some more, do some How more. How much do you need? How much money? Yeah, he's, he's, he, he, uh, he absolutely, you know, he's definitely, we've been together. Oh my gosh. So Sunday, we have been together since 1995. So however long that is, 28, yeah. 29 years. We've yeah. been together for That's- a really long time. And so he's been able to see, I mean, we were babies. You know, I feel like we were babies yes. when we met. Um, but uh but it's uh yeah, it's 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 
it's cool to notice it inside yourself and then but to get those little glimpses uh, from your from your kids so and the, my kids were real little um when um when i had this i i was i witnessed this interaction between my kids in the back seat of the car they were like first and second grade maybe and um mm. and they were talking about the color of your heart right that just mm -hmm. random i'm like huh that's interesting okay so one of them says you know your heart is um is uh black with with or red with black spots on it because you're just mean and the other one says well yours is you know all black because you're just annoying whatever and uh and i was like to stop the conversation in its tracks before it got a little out of hand and more heated i said oh well what color is my heart and my son immediately says oh your heart is yellow and pink and i was like oh well what does that mean and he said like yellow means happiness and pink means kindness and i was like holy cow like they wouldn't have said that even like three four years before that because i was a total uh -huh. train wreck and i was like oh my god mm -hmm. but when you get those little yep. glimpses of of like with your with your kids not saying it but seeing it it's yes. a, it's really it's, yeah. it's affirming you know that oh like i can i'm not gonna i think that's the biggest thing like i don't want to mess up my kids i want i don't want to disappoint anybody but i also i want my kids to to uh to learn a different way i 100 percent agree and that is beautiful that was beautiful to have that experience and i also feel like it's gonna pay forward in the generations to come that's it. you know it will right. ripple out in the generations to come as well so that's also another reason to do the work for sure yeah. and also yeah. what motivates me yes the very first thing that motivated me was to be different from my kids but now it's like what motivates me now is i don't want to be on my deathbed and have regrets right that i didn't show up fully in the world Yep. I don't want to be on my deathbed and feel and look back on my life and say, God, I wore a mask all the time. No one really saw me for who I really am. Right. I was too afraid to show up yeah. in the world as my true self. What a tragedy. Yeah, I know. What a right? tragedy for us to go through life and not feel safe enough to show up as our true selves like you said there was a time when you would walk to pick up your kids and you had to make sure that you had the right clothes on or to make sure you had makeup on it's like you know i mean i get that because i've been there so i can empathize with you and have compassion for that and what are we doing as a society when that's the norm right right well and for my daughter to see that that i have to I be know. a certain way before i walk out the door you know really, really interesting. Kim, this has been an amazing yeah. conversation and I'm looking forward to our conversation and I'm wondering, we might have to kind of continue the conversation at another time. <laughs> we'll do another podcast like at, in the fall or the Absolutely. winter or something. But, um, but can you, if there's one thing that our listeners could do right now to, um, to help them take the masks off, what would that be? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first step is to have the awareness piece. Mm. 
So I think it would be, you know, to write down journal, you, you just listened to this podcast. I've mentioned many different characteristics and traits of the people pleaser, the perfectionist, pay attention, notice where you are showing up as like a quote, false self, where are you showing up in the world? And just by having the awareness, one will start to shift and to think about like, is that how, like I just said, do you want to have that regret on your deathbed that you're going through life showing up as someone you're not? That's enough to start shifting a little bit or have an opening at least to, oh my goodness, I am wearing a mask all the time. I can't even be myself with my husband or my kids or my family. Right. I want something different. And then from there, you know, whether you need coaching, I do coaching, um, you coach, there's tons of coaches and you can work with someone to really then unravel more. Right. Right. I love that. I love that. That that's what you suggested because, um, actually the, the, uh, the module that I'm working on right now is about self-awareness as a tool. Like the more, you know, about yourself, then the more you're going to enjoy your life for one thing, the more, um, but that's where we start. And sometimes, like you just said, sometimes just in the noticing things change, like things shift just when we have the awareness. So, so Kim, how can our listeners find you? Definitely check Kim's podcast out masks off and tell us how they can find you. So masks off with Kim Gross is my podcast, but also going back to that part, like, Oh, am I a perfectionist? Am I a people pleaser? If one is wanting to become more aware of his or her patterns, I have a quiz on my website. It's a people pleaser, perfectionist quiz. And so that's kimgrosscoaching.com. And if anything, it's a fun quiz to take, but it will tell you more about some of these patterns if you have it. Right. And then I'm all over social media, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. All right. Perfect. Well, Kim, this was well worth the wait. And thank you for waiting for me. earlier it was perfect it was perfect perfectionism (laughs) or not perfectionism or whatever (laughs) i mean i guess i could have said nope can't do it sorry yeah anyway but um but yeah so thank you thank you for uh, thank you for sharing your brilliance Uh, thank you for the work that you're doing in the world and uh yeah i I have a feeling that we're gonna have more conversations I agree. Oh my gosh. It was so good to chat with you and get to know you better. And I'll see you. you soon online. That sounds fantastic. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom with ADHD podcast. Now, one thing I know for sure is that managing ADHD is not a one-stop shop. There are so many tips, tools, practices, treatment options, and lifestyle accommodations to consider. It's easy to feel overwhelmed and wonder where in the world to start. If you're nodding your head yes, then you'll want to check out the free ADHD supports guide. It's a super simple step-by-step guide that keeps your ADHD brain engaged because it's interesting, it's important, and sometimes even a little exciting. I invite you to consider yourself a detective as you discover the ideal combination of supports to help you remain calm, be more consistent, stay focused on what's important, shift out of overwhelm and other big emotions more quickly. 
make decisions more easily, and develop more confidence, all while becoming more of the person you know yourself to be. Download the guide at visiondrivenmom.com forward slash ADHD supports or find the link in the show notes. I truly believe that you can have ADHD without ADHD having you. Goodbye for now.